0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the mystical temple of God by St. Stanislaus of Jesus and Mary Papchinsky from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with chapter 11, part 1, pages 611 through 613. Chapter 11, The Preacher of the Mystical Temple, part 1. Who is the ordinary preacher of our temple, so fiery that he is never dull, so severe that he never flatters, so attentive that he at once indicates and exposes our greatest and smallest defects, shows those which are to be corrected, and thunders against those which are to be avoided? It is the conscience that fills this duty of the preacher within us, watchful not dissembling. I would not know what caused Cain to change the expression of his face after his sacrifice had been despised by God so that God himself had to ask him, Why is your countenance fallen? That's from Genesis chapter 4, verse 6. I would not know, I say, the reason for this had not the very wise Ambrose, after a wise investigation, revealed it to me in these words. Cain became gloomy because he realized, in his own conscience, that his sacrifice was not found good by God. God did not look with favor on the offering of Cain, and behold, suddenly the suitable and most excellent preacher cries out, What did you do? Why were your gifts not accepted? Did you perhaps offer them with a vicious intention? For that reason, you did not render God favorable to you, but rather you made him hostile. What did you do? Cain was made almost breathless by what this preacher said, and his whole face became pale with fear. Something similar happened to Abimelech, the king of the Palestinians, when he saw Isaac abounding with riches and power. A renowned foreigner in his realm, He was stirred up by some Palestinians who were envious of Isaac and moved him outside the country and ordered him to stay outside of his kingdom. Depart from us, he said, for you have become more powerful than we are. That's from Genesis chapter 26, verse 16. Yet a little later, when Isaac was living in Beersheba and was not less powerful than in Palestine, Abimelech went up to him with two other friends and said, We propose that there be a sworn agreement between our two sides, between you and us. Let us make a pact with you. You shall not act unkindly toward us. That's from Genesis chapter 26, verses 28 and 29. Who inspired you, Abimelech, with fear of the power of Isaac? Who persuaded you to make an agreement with him and to be reconciled forever? It was that courageous preacher conscience, for thus thought the bishop of the golden mouth. Unjustly, he says, they have they had expelled Isaac from their land, and now see how, driven by conscience, they hurry to reproach themselves, since nobody else is forcing them and reproaching them with what they have done. Isaac had scarcely set foot outside Palestine, and at once his household herald having approached abimelech cried out have you really wickedly driven a good man from your kingdom have you really unfairly expelled a just man from your borders do you believe that you will get away with this without punishment do you think that he is not shielded by god's protection but indeed it may well be that this son of abraham himself will not conceal the infamy received By your audacity, a new war will be stirred up against you. Abimelech, moved by these pricks of conscience, went to Isaac, begged for pardon, and made him his friend by a solemn treaty. The grandsons of this same Isaac, when they were about to dine in the house of Joseph, the viceroy of Egypt, their brother, whom they did not recognize, experienced such violent interior disturbance that filled with fear and doubt for their safety at their hosts should i say their brother's table they discussed among themselves it must be on account of the money put back in our bags the first time that we are taken on inside they want to use it as a pretext to attack us that's from genesis uh, chapter 42 verses 25 through 28 No doubt for them this is what Joseph, a most gentle man, was intending. But as Lipomanus well noted, such are the consciences of the impious, so that they are afraid even in favorable circumstances. For when they are conscious within themselves of the wrongs done, they suspect even good things as being evil, while in others these things would give rise to peace of mind and joy." Once, sons of Jacob, you put aside your meal as you were to sell Joseph to the Ishmaelites. You are now most rightly disturbed as you are urged on to his banquet, as if you were on your way to death. Deservedly, you experience these things because you sinned against your brother. Does not conscience, your advocate, impress this upon you? St. Stanislaus teaches us in this chapter that our conscience is the preacher in the mystical temple. There is a saying that the gospel and good preaching comforts the afflicted and afflicts the comfortable. When we are close to despair in life because of our sufferings, Jesus wants to reassure us that he is close to us, uh, that he wants to protect us and help us. When we grow too comfortable and are no longer striving for conversion, Jesus, on the other hand, seeks to wake us up from our slumber. Uh, He wants to call us back to conversion. Jesus was very direct with the Pharisees at times in the Gospels. Our conscience can bother us when we need to be converted. St. Stanislaus tells us, following the wisdom of St. Ambrose, that Cain's face fell in sadness and despair and fear probably when God rejected his sacrifice. His conscience told him that he was not on the right path. Our conscience can help us to discover what it was that we did wrong if our hearts are open to conversion. Unfortunately, Cain was not open to the grace of conversion instead out of jealousy. He kills his brother Abel. Sandastas also uses the example of a pagan king from the Old Testament, Abimelech. Uh, in this uh, chapter, he's connected with the Palestinians, but it was probably a, a writing error, and it should have been Philistines. Abimelech reconsidered his behavior toward Isaac, the son of Abraham, after his conscience bothers him. Uh, St. Stanislaus also looks at the sons of Israel, the sons of Jacob, uh, the 12 sons who will become uh, the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, Eleven of them mistreated their brother Joseph. Joseph would eventually uh, rise to a high place in Egypt, and he would be able to save his whole family and the whole region from famine. So God used him and brought a good thing out of the uh, terrible thing that they had done to their brother but their consciences do not leave them in peace. Uh, They are being moved to conversion, so even good things are bothering them, good things that are happening in their life because they're confused, because they still have that guilty conscience over what they have done. As Catholics, we are called to properly form our consciences and then to listen to our consciences if we hope to stay on the right path toward heaven. For enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit Divine Mercy Plus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's Divine Mercy Plus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses